This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. And Cameron have been doing a great job relaying that information, but hearing that you have 12 at Children's Mercy, 11 of them are kids, and nine of them had gunshot wounds. Unbelievable. And our crews have talked to families who have said their 15-year-old daughter was shot in the leg or, you know, was grazed by a bullet. And, and we're getting those reports, and we don't even know the extent of it. Um, I want to mention um, the county prosecutor, Gene Peters-Baker, stopped by, gave us a hug, checked in on us. Um, and as far as the police response goes, truly, they were prepared. They had a huge law enforcement presence here. So it wasn't for lack of them being here and being prepared. In fact, they ran to the scene. I, I tweeted this out. As we were ducking for cover and hiding behind that news desk, they were running into that building. They were running to to wherever the threat was, I mean, their response was incredible. But to hear some of the reports, especially from some of our crews on the ground, to talk with people that had blood on their articles of clothing because they were so close to some of the victims, that is what's so disgusting and so saddening from a moment just like this. Yeah. And as far as you asked about the scene, I mean, behind us, and again, if you're just joining us, I know we've said this, but it bears repeating because you're just joining us, you see, you see baby strollers, you see kids' blankets, you see children's folding chairs that, that people just left. I mean, I'm sure there are phones and wallets and people just in a panic left. We talked to one, uh, I don't remember if he was a police officer or state trooper, who had to borrow my phone after it yeah. happened because he ran so quickly to where the shots were being fired. He had lost his phone. He had to check in with dispatch. I mean, that tells you, I mean, just it gives you an idea of the chaos. So now it still is a fluid scene. And as Dia and Cameron mentioned earlier, some of these numbers are evolving. Some of them are changing. So bear with us as we work to get the latest details. In fact, we were on that stage, that stage that was just a stone's throw from the stage where... Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and several of the players were, and we tried to bring you the most detailed information. That, too, then became part of the crime scene. So we were pushed back and back as they still try to investigate what happened. We will stay out here. We will continue to gather details. Um, right now, I mean, we're getting the most information really from our crews who have managed to talk to people who were there. Um, but we're waiting to get any reports from police here at our location. We'll certainly pass that back to you as soon as we get it. And... Uh, just thinking of those families who have been impacted, thinking of those who were injured. We know at least one dead. Thinking of that family left grieving tonight. Indeed. I know in the meantime, there are still some family members waiting to be reunited with their family members because they're on the other side of the memorial, on the other side of Union Station, or because they can't get to their vehicle because their vehicle is now in the midst of this crime scene that's behind us. And much like many of you at home, we are wondering what happened, where were the locations. I heard Mick, um, he was on the stage with us, obviously, talking about what it seemed to him. And it truly did seem as though there were shots coming from one location. Something happened inside Union Station. We don't know what because they came running out. And then it seemed as though there was something on the other side. So a lot of questions right now. We're, we're waiting to learn where it happened, what happened, uh, just like many of you. Yes, indeed. And... You know, we're glad the 41 crew is safe. Moments after the shots rang out, several of us had to take to the ground and, and all is well. Ash Wednesday, uh, 14 February, year of our Lord, 2022. We got our entire team looking at the Internet, trying to pull off uh, relevant information. Uh, this took as, as bad as this was in this victory parade. When they talked about first nine uh, suspect or nine uh, injured immediately, then it went up to 12, even when the police chief came around, the police chief the guy said, hey, I thought it was 15. 
She didn't really know. I think she actually said, well, it might be 15. You could tell the information even coming to her at the time wasn't totally accurate. Now it's going up as high as 18. That hasn't been confirmed by anybody. There's supposed to be a press conference at 6 o'clock. We'll go right to that. The really bad news out of this is just, as we talked about uh, about 10 minutes ago, it looks like it may be as many as 11 children. Now, one of the victims is dead, but they say that is not a child. Of course, this is all coming in in the moment, so weigh it for what you want. But they're saying 11 children are shot. There is footage of actually citizens look like tackling um, tackling uh, potential shooters or, or people in the crowd. Uh, as soon as that, as soon as that's ready, uh, my guy will give me our producers here will give us a heads up because stuff's got to render. Um, and like I said, we'll go to the press conference who's no more. But just a, a terrible, terrible tragedy today. And these are the types of things that when they happen, obviously, attention gets diverted. And, uh, you know, you have this big national conversation uh, and we're going to have to see, you know, that it's interesting. I think it's. Have, I don't think we've uh, released the names of two people in custody. There's tons of footage around and photographs about different individuals in handcuffs, people. In fact, it looks like at first blush it was a middle-aged male, but that may not a white male, but that may not be the case given the lighting. So it's very uncertain. But I think it's uh, pretty extraordinary to date, or at least now, a couple hours into this, they have not released even a description of the people they have in custody. So, but they have said they don't think it's terror related. They think it's criminal, criminally related. Uh, but we have to wait for all that to, to get to the uh, the bottom of it. On Capitol Hill and the rest, another huge day of really fights over the direction of the country. That's what you can say it is. McCarthy, and this is a guy that's unhinged. And one of the commitments we've made is the hard eight, the people that actually stood in the breach and turfed him out. Um, you know, the, the, the Andy Biggs and the Rosendales and the Nancy Maces and, of course, Matt Gates. We will have their back because this guy is obsessed with revenge. And here's why. He was part of that group called the Young Guns. If you go back a couple of years ago, you know, it was Cantor and Ryan and him. And they, this was the young face of the Republican Party. If you go back and look at their policies and you look at the Republican Party policies, which I, you know, at the time I was supporting and not the war in Iraq, but. You know, you were just a Republican, you voted for the Bushes, or you, you had a Pat Buchanan, maybe you loved, or Ross Perot, but the Bush apparatus controlled this thing, and, and that's just where it was. You had Fox News, you had the same talking points, you had the Hannity, and you just, you know, every night you just heard the same thing. And you had these young guns, they were the face of the Republican Party. If you go back and look at the policies, these were what I call controlled opposition. The reason the country's in the shape it is, is just not... Simply the globalists and the radical Democrats and the lords of easy money and big tech. Yes, they are the driving forces and they are, quite frankly, I believe, the enemies of this republic. Both you have enemies, both foreign and domestic. And you know that when you take your oath to the Constitution as either an officer in the military service or an officer in the White House, you take that oath also. Uh, but you have controlled opposition that doesn't really just all kind of fake, you know, these fake fights or what we call shiny toys. Um, and, and nothing really gets accomplished. It just it, it inexorably just goes to a more globalist society. Your your sovereignty doesn't matter. Your self-determination doesn't matter. Your territorial integrity doesn't matter. You know, everything they tell us that's so important about Ukraine. Mitch McConnell is actually out, I think, with the interview and says, you know, I've heard every argument about Ukraine and none of them make sense. I mean, he actually says that. He says, I've heard them all. 
This is this is Clausewitz McConnell. This is one of the great strategic thinkers in uh, modern American history. This is a guy that went along with everything in Iraq and Afghanistan. He went along with everything the Bushes did. He went along with everything, all the lies Dick Cheney sat there and told you, bald-faced lies. All the war crimes those guys committed because they lied to the American people. McConnell was there in the middle of it, driving it, agreeing with it, making sure it all got funded. The $9 trillion we spent in Iraq and Afghanistan and, and the lives we lost, which is kind of the Vietnam of the 21st century, unbelievable that a great nation, a great power can make the similar type of mistake just on the other side of the Eurasian landmass. Of course, in Vietnam, when we ran, and we did run after all the valor, all the sacrifice, all the agony, just out of the 50,000 combat casualties. Think about that, 50,000 combat casualties in that jungle. And then the, the tens and tens and tens of thousands that, uh, that were casualties that were hurt, that were injured, horrific injuries. Then you got the PTSD and the homelessness and the, and the guys that came back and just said, what was it, what was it about? And, and were kind of rejected by, as you remember, kind of rejected by the communities at the time. How a great nation could do that again, essentially, I don't know, what, 20 or 30 years later? It shows you the, the wealth of this country and the power of this country that you can, great powers can't make, that kind of, can't make those kind of mistakes. Now we're in it because you see that uh, you see that the currency, which is and, and Putin said, he said the United States's power is in its currency. That's its that's its power in the world, not its military. Its military is very powerful, but it's that currency that drives everything. And we're just frittering that away on Capitol Hill every day. There's not a serious conversation up there now. There's not really an adult conversation about what we're going to do on March first. Just going to have another one. And they're going to try to drop an omnibus and they're going to try to drop another CR. They're going to try to drop everything. And what you have is a $2 trillion deficit this year. This is the one we're in. This is where we're spending money at Nancy Pelosi's levels, right? You're supposed to be working on next year's. That's got to come by September 30th in regular order. You're supposed to be working on that. That Wait for it, kids. Take your number two pencils out. That's $2 trillion. This is why Cain put up the debt clock. And you think the debt clock's bad now? It's going to start increasing at an increasing rate. It's just a law of large numbers. This is why, this is not quantum mechanics. As we keep saying, we, we're pretty good in these projections. Why we can just, you know, kind of do some calculus and roll it out there. And these are the numbers. And they're not going away until you have the political will to stop the madness. Part of the madness is here in Ukraine, Mitch McConnell, everything, you know, every, I have not heard an argument against it. How about this argument? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to us. It's two Slavic entities slugging it out tens of thousands of miles from anywhere on an alliance, really a protectorate that won't defend itself against an invasion from Syria, North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. The Germans, everybody, they all welcome, they all welcome these guys in. Remember, they were meeting the trains, they had the flowers, and this is all great. Well, it ain't so great now. But the German governments and all the governments of France, are they really trying to take care of the invaders and figure out this invasion that's happening in their own country or in England? No. What they're doing there is alternative for Deutschland, which is a political party made up of, I met most of these guys. There's, they're middle-class Germans. They basically love their country. They're, they're just kind of ordinary folks.
But they're sitting up there going, no, we can't do this. It's destroying our country. And now they're not even going to be able to get financed. The Germans, the Germans are coming out like this is, you know, these guys are like the rise of Hitler. We're, we're going to put these guys in jail and cut their financing off. That's their pressure. They're not. Remember, they're they're cutting deals with the uh, with uh, they're cutting deals on the oil with the Russians and gas with the Russians all the time. Is this are we have any update on this press conference? I can go on for a long time, as you know. Um. We will go live to this. Uh, if not, Lou Dobbs is going to follow us. Uh, I think Grace and Mo, we may want to stream this because I think it is quite important what's happening in Kansas City. And I think it's quite important that we haven't heard anything about actually who the perpetrators are of this. I think it's quite important that we find out exactly how this went down. Looks like a lot of bravery and heroism by uh, members of the parade or members of the crowd civilians in apprehending these guys and also the local authorities. But this is why we're in, we're in turbulent times. This is what a fourth turning is all about. Remember one of the things they want to have happen, and this is what the transgender and all this comes is that they want to make sure that it's so chaotic that you're so uncertain and so full of angst and so full of worry because man, Bannon, I got transhuman. I got people putting chips in people and I got, you know, people talking about godlike powers, and I see this guy, this this guy Sam Altman, who talks weird and looks weird and acts weird, and he's like the new, you know, he's he's Ubermensch, and he's working on building godlike powers. And then you got my whole country is, you know, next thing I, I look, I turn around, we got thirty four trillion in debt, and now it's thirty four and a half, and you're telling me it's going to be forty five and fifty, and I can see. You finally explain why inflation, Dave Brad did a great job. When they're on headlines, inflation is 2%, is it, that ain't 2%. It's cumulative. It's the 10% the first year, the 5% the second year, the 5% the third year. That gets you up to 20%. That's the inverse of the decline in purchasing power of the dollar. And you've got to sit there and take it because you're just a schmendrick. You're just an American citizen. Remember, American citizen, everything's on your shoulder. You're paying for everything with your taxes and, and your pension funds. Are the little you've saved as used by the private equity lords of easy money, the geniuses in venture capital and private equity and the hedge funds and money managers, right? And they're putting all that money, boom, into manufacturing in China or get it offshore because um, your wages are too high and your health care is too expensive. So it's kind of devil catch the hindmost because you don't have health care and you don't have a pension and you've got no money in the bank. And now I think a stat out today, I saw that 54% of the people in the country, 54% of the people in the country read at below a sixth grade level. So they're not even going to educate you. They want the, they want the people to be as dumb as they possibly be and just be able to lead by sheep because that's all part of the process. Otherwise, it'd be fixed. Heck, we're the United States of America. We fixed everybody else's problems. Did I mention that we went to Europe three times first and lost a ton of people? A ton of brave people in World War I to actually end World War I. It ended when the Americans showed up and fought across Europe, what, in about 100 days, right? And that war was so popular, never, nobody wanted to talk about it when it came home. The one thing we did want to do is we weren't joining any league of nothing out of Geneva. Not going to happen. Not interested. Not interested. President Wilson at the time, I think, spent a year over here negotiating and come back and said, hey, this is how much this is how much we think of Europe. This is what we think of the whole thing. Screw you. We don't want any part of it. Our, our parents and grandparents left there. As Bill Murray used to say, we got kicked out of every decent nation in Europe. Hey, maybe we did. 
and we came over here and formed kind of a, a new thing called Americans, right? As Jefferson said, or as, as Ben Franklin said, really a new, kind of almost a new race, you know, in this frontier, this primeval forest that we took and turned into the greatest power in mankind's history, not in the, time, in the current time, but of all time, of all time, of all time, and did it on the, uh, on the backs of the little guy. And now we're in a situation, you see your representatives on Capitol Hill, and there's not even a serious discussion. Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy, and by the way, this is why Birch Gold, and I'm so proud of the Birch Gold guys, and doing the, the end of the dollar empire, and actually having a, a, a company that's not just trying to sell you something, but they're trying to teach you something, because in learning about it, you will be a customer for generations. You'll pass that down to your kids, and they'll pass it down to their kids that they understand, not this kind of, you know, short-term quick buck, no, but they'll understand what precious metals are, and they understand where precious metals goes in, 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 in relation to the economy and the currency. And you see the debasement of that. Did I mention 20% since, since Biden took over? Well, the BRICS nations, the other nations, and, and, and Putin said this the other day, and Putin is a seriously bad guy. He just is. And here's why I know this. Is the press conference start? Okay, let's go ahead and start with the press conference right now. Pick it up live. The situation continues to have updates. Things will continue to change throughout the night. That's why we are here to give you an update right now. The chief, uh, both chiefs, will be giving more information both on the numbers of victims, the status of victims. The chief of police will give more updates on the investigation. A few things to note that we talked about earlier. Uh, in terms of who was in danger, what existed, uh, it is my view, as someone who did have to run at the sound of shooting, that there were a number of people who were, in the very least, caught up in the incident in some way. Myself, my wife, lots of families, players, chief staff and others, their spouses, their families, a number of people who were in or near Union Station. So many people have been touched by this incident and we recognize that. We also pray not only for the victims, including the decedent that was discussed earlier and their family, but also the victims of the shootings right now who we hope are recovering inside our hospitals. We'll continue to give you updated information. At this point, we've talked to our federal partners. We have also talked to the Kansas City Chiefs. We will be talking to the National Football League and others. More so just to hear that all are safe who are with those institutions institutions, and we continue to hope that all of those who are impacted are safe. To the extent you have information about suspects or others, we do encourage you to call the police. Uh, however, if for whatever other reasons you have information about the incident, we will, we will be looking to share that through different methods. So if you have information about the incident, suspects and others, please call the police. If you're looking for other information, we'll try to continue to give you regular updates. I'll say this final thing, and then we'll come back for questions at the end. Uh, today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago, who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans, those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I continue to commend our police officers, our firefighters and others who were there to respond instantly. But we also need to figure out a way to make sure that things like this stop happening in our country. With that, I turn it over to the chief of police, Stacey Graves. Thank you. I just want to echo um, the mayor's thoughts and his prayers and also to um, acknowledge that 
not only the the victims who were actually hit by gunfire, but there are a lot more people who are going to be forever impacted by by what happened here today. Um, you know, as as people were running, you know, a lot of us law enforcement who were who were running towards the danger um, also guided those who were in. Um, in fear of their lives, and that's something to be said of, of how impactful today's event truly was. Um, again, we have confirmed there is uh, one deceased person. Our gunshot wound total has went up to 22, and Chief Grendison will provide a little bit more context to that. Um, Right now, we're still working on a, a, the, a total of number of victims. This is still an active investigation. Um, I do want to comment on the question that I got earlier about a video of um, some fans tackling someone. We do have three persons detained and under investigation for today's incident. We are working to determine if one of the three are, are the one that was in that video uh, where, where fans assisted police. Um, our investigators are working with all of the surviving victims to connect them with loved ones. We are also working to identify our deceased victim so we can notify their family as soon as possible. We are also in the process of staffing a centralized phone number. The centralized phone number will be for those who are victims, witnesses, and if anyone has video or any information about what led up to what happened here today. Um, again, we are continuously receiving information uh, minute by minute, which is part of the delay of us coming down here. But um, I do want to pass this on to uh, Chief Grendison to give a little bit more context to some of the, uh, the status of our victims. Just want to say that uh all of KCFD's thoughts and prayers are with those uh, families that were affected by this tragedy today. And uh, while we were not expecting it, we were ready and prepared for an event such like this. Our uh, KCFD units, along with our mutual aid partners that were working to assist us at this event, touched a total of 22 gunshot victims. One of those was a fatality. Um, we had eight what we considered immediately life-threatening patients. We had seven with uh, life-threatening injuries, and we had six that were had minor injuries. Of the most serious, the immediately life-threatening injuries, we had eight of those. Those were all transported and off the scene and route to hospitals within 10 minutes. Um, so we felt the response was certainly adequate and appropriate, and I commend all our staff working there today, along with PD, that did an excellent job under difficult circumstances. Um, we transported three different hospitals. We transported Children's Mercy, um, Truman Medical, and also St. Luke's on the Plaza. Questions? Yeah, so we're getting... Who are you asking? Anyone that can answer the okay. question. Um, so we've heard people talk about gunshots that they heard near the west side of Union Station, and then also gunfire and situations that happened near the fountain and the stoplight over there near the intersection of Bershing. Was there two separate scenes? Was there one big scene? Do you know the answer to that question? That is still an active scene. We, we, that is a, a large ground to cover, as you know the, the size of the Union Station. Um, I will tell you we have located that crime scene on the west side of Union Station. As far as in the front of, that is still under investigation. We have crime scene investigators as well as the detectives. Um, 
we had a lot of our assault squad detectives and our homicide detectives that were actually in uniform today working the assignment. So not only did you have uniform presence uh, immediately uh, responding to the scene, rendering aid, uh, going towards danger, but you also had detectives that were immediately on the scene that are, are still there and actively working. Are you investigating any sort of connection with the earlier shooting in the day at 27th and McGee? Uh, we are, at this time, we don't know if that's connected, but that is, is something that we are looking at. Children's Mercy says that they want parents to contact them if they don't know where their children are. Do you know that there may be, like, are there kids there who... Um, I can tell you we have detectives at all of the local hospitals that are investigating, um, like I said earlier, trying to connect our victims to their loved ones. Um, should that be the case and it's, it's a child, um, someone can either contact police or if that is what Children's Mercy is requesting, of course, they can contact them as well. Is there anything you can say about motive? Right now, we do not have a motive, um, but we are asking those who may potentially have any kind of information, a witness or video to contact police. That's one of that, uh, what I talked about, that phone number that we're, we're setting up that's gonna be centralized for victims, witnesses, and potential video evidence. Any age range on the person? I do not have that yet. Have you of a second gunshot victim who has died from family? Has that development uh, I have not been able to confirm another um, another death. We mentioned that there were some victims taken to Children's Mercy Hospital. I understood from staff at Children's Mercy Hospital that they received, uh, they have nine shooting victims and they did, it's possible that one of them was an adult. Do you know how many children were shot if it was eight or nine? And, and when we're talking children, are we talking about little ones or 17 year olds? Children's accepts patients up to 17 years old, and uh, but we do not have that information currently on the exact ages of the patients. But you do believe that the children were shot? Yeah, yeah, I mean, children's confirming we did transport to Children's Mercy, but we do not have the ages of those patients. Mayor, how scared? You had over 800 officers deployed to work this parade, to work outside of Union Station, and still in a matter of moments, 22 people were shot. I mean, that's, that's what happens with guns. I won't get in a big debate right now. I think we're still doing an investigation, but I mean, what you saw happen was why people talk about guns a lot. We had over 800 officers there, staffed, situated all around Union Station today. We had security in, in any number of places, eyes on top of buildings and beyond. And there still is a risk to people. And I think that's something that all of us who are our parents, who are just regular people living each day, have to decide what we wish to do about it. Parades, rallies, schools, movies, it seems like almost nothing is safe. And we had hundreds of law enforcement there working hard today. And I wanna, I, I do wanna echo the, what the chief said, who were running towards danger. But in a matter of seconds, someone who wants to disrupt anything, someone who wants to create any type of situation or someone who is very simply reckless can change not just one life or two lives, but almost two dozen. And that to me is absolutely devastating. And it makes me feel vastly more concerned as a parent just in the world today 
thinking about that. Chief, can you just talk more about how you were able to detain those two individuals who clearly caused so much harm? What was the question? Can you tell us more about how you were able to take those two suspects into custody? Officers, uniformed officers were on scene. I don't have all the information of exactly what they witnessed, but there was a pursuit, apprehension, slight injuries by our officers taking someone into custody. But as far as your direct, directly answering your question, I don't have that information right now. Chief, if you have two gunmen in custody. You were talking about weapons earlier. Can you tell me how many and what type of weapons were involved? I don't have the exact on the weapons, but we have recovered firearms. I don't have a number for you or a caliber. We have recovered firearms, at least one. Chief, if you have two gunmen in custody, do you believe there are any others still unaccounted for? We have three people that we have detained. And that is what we are asking for is if anyone has any information, is a witness or has any kind of video that may provide us if there is anybody else that was involved in this. Is there a risk to the community at this point? No, at this time, the scene has been cleared. It's being held. And when I say cleared, I say the scene has been made safe and it's been cleared. Right now, we are in the investigative portion of that, collecting evidence, whether that be digital evidence or physical evidence. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. True or false, using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. 
Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E. JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. My clock right here just with the update. Um, I don't want to be too harsh, but she doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence in me. You're a couple hours into this. There's there's photographs all over the internet. You get footage of people of civilians tackling people. And the, look, the Kansas City police—they had 800 guys, men and women out there. And you know they're brave and the best. But it looks like citizens made the first tackle, like a citizen's arrest or tackle. There's photos all over the thing. Why would they give a description of the shooters? Why is the Cal Press not asking about that? Because at least from the at least from the photographs and the footage of guys sitting there, you know, maybe I'm just telling this, that it might be gang related. Don't know. I don't know because now we've had press conferences over the last couple of hours and the chief, the chief who's sitting there lecturing you every two seconds about how, you know, America's bad. Is that okay? Lady, that's fine. Just give me the information first. Just give some data. You've got enough information. You're not putting it out. Why, in the, why, in the, why don't the citizens of Kansas City know this? Why don't you just talk about who the shooters are? You know enough about them. You know their names. Why don't you just put it out? Put out who they are. Put out the photographs. Make it official. This is why people get suspicious 
that they're always being strung along. This is why people feel, well, you were a couple of hours into this. Let's stop the political crisis. Let's start talking some facts. Give people some information. Show the footage of the, of the citizens tackling them. This is why people, you know, Mike Adams uh, has an incredible rant on the, uh, on the internet. And, um, and uh, it's, yeah, look at this right up here to show that was this is what's, and now people are confirming enough people are confirming because they're sitting there and the Kansas city police officers have guys in handcuffs. And if they were not arrested for being part of this, they would say, Hey, they were rowdy or doing something else or drinking too much. And that's why, so you, you, you misunderstand, but they're not saying that they're not really saying anything. So then to the internet, the folks that cover this on the internet, they then start talking about it. And that's why, People question their institutions because they don't think their institutions are being straight with them. In fact, more importantly, they think their institutions think they're fools. There's a great thing. I think it was over Carly Bonet's. I just had a second to kind of check things on one of my rants I was doing here. And there's an individual from Texas saying, hey, look, I don't want to hear anymore about the border of Ukraine, the eastern speaking Russian border Ukraine. We have a crisis here in Texas. Texas is one of the greatest states in this union, and Texas has had such an incredible impact on this country. When Texas came into the union, it took the country to the next level. And Texans and people, look, all of us have Texas friends. I have a lot of friends down in Texas, and they're the first to tell you they're Texans, okay? They walk with a certain, you know, swagger, and they're not shy about telling you Texas is the greatest state in the union and Texans are the greatest citizens of this union. There's an invasion on one of our greatest states, the Rio Grande Valley, and it's destroyed the Rio Grande Valley and it's destroyed South Texas from what it could be. And you don't see any discussion there. You don't see, do you see over the weekend, over the weekend, do you see him sitting there and talking about how we got to secure that immediately and how president has executive powers? It has to be done. What kind of country is this? You have an invasion and you don't even address it as an invasion. You have, this is the most serious bill ever. It's all crap. Everybody knows it's crap. We have Todd Benzman on here. We have people, but we've been covering this for years. Remember, we were down at the Darien Gap in 21. I think we were Darien Gap down at 20. It's almost four years ago. CNN and BBC going down like it's all native territory. You had Michael Yan down there. You got Michael Yan's team down there. You've got Ben Burkwam. You have Oscar Blue Romero's and many more. For years, not down a week ago, for years. For years. You had Michael Yan, remember, years ago, talking about osmotic flows and the pressure and what was going to happen. He's walking through this thing. You think it's weather patterns, and guess what? Michael Yan was right. Remember Michael Yan and I think Burkholm went down one time in the Darien Gap down in Panama. They're, they're looking at the bases and they got the, they got the, they've turned it over to the, what we had in the Panama Canal that we gave away. Remember that? We gave it away because we're so big and powerful and so brilliant. Now the Chinese essentially run it. Remember the, the former military base is run by NGOs and it's a staging ground so the invaders can take a break, get kind of refreshed and head on up El Norte on the beast. It's a dangerous ride, trust me. People come through the Darien Gap. That's not nice. That's not good. But they got a shot to get in. They got a shot to get a lottery ticket. Why are you not going to take it? 
because even the worst times in the United States got to be better than some of the best times in other countries. It's the way it is. But you talk about public institutions, they will not address you like an adult. Not only are you not dumb people, you're very smart people. You just need access to the information and you'll make up your own mind. That's what we, like even with our sponsors, I don't say you got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. You just go to the site, immerse yourself, in, immerse yourself in information. You're free men and free women. I've studied the history of this country pretty thoroughly. I've been all over the world as a financier and a business person in the military. And you look around and this country's done a lot of good. We got a lot of good people and we've made a lot of important decisions. You know why? Whether it's in the Philippines or, you know, Southeast Asia or in Europe, I've gone to the military cemeteries. I've seen the mark and the brave folks that, are, that fought there on, on lands that were not their own lands and were people not their own people. Tell me any nation on earth has done that. Tell me any nation on earth has done that. And don't say, well, the Roman Empire, Britain, that was a different deal. That's a different deal. They were empires. That's a different deal. So why our framers and our founders said, no, 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 we're not going to be an empire. We're getting out of this one early on. We're getting out of this one really when it's starting to come together. They got Clive in India and they're going to roll that thing up and they got them all over and they're taking every strategic choke point. And, you know, you got this Navy turn into Nelson's Navy. You got this Navy that's really the best in the world, one of the best organizations. And we see it and you got the British East India Company. And this is this company is like a global trading company, investment bank, smartest guys in the world. They're, they wasn't the British Army that took India. It was a trading company that took it with civilians who turn, kind of turned into generals. They wanted out. And those people would deal straight with you. What you have today and what you're seeing in Kansas City, and this is not about the shooting. I realize they're under tremendous pressure. But there's basic facts you could get out and treat people like adults and about what happened here. And do it early on, but we got to, you know, we're going to have to kind of hang around. And this is what, on Capitol Hill, it's worse. The individual that's up on um, Carly Bonet's site from Texas, this guy kind of that, American common sense. He's going, hang on. I live in a state. I support that state. I've raised my family here. You know, these are the types of people, the sons and daughters, and join the military and go to foreign battlefields. These are the ones that died in Iraq and Afghanistan. These are the ones that died in Vietnam. It's all the same. You do understand that's all the same when you study the history of this country. It's always the same people that are sacrificing. It's always the same people, no matter what their material wealth is, is, are always thinking of not just the current generation, but are always prepared to sacrifice for what's downrange of which they will not participate. And they understand that they won't participate. But they do it because they're Americans. And now you have a situation that nobody wants to treat you like an adult. Everybody wants to pat you on the head, give you a bunch of stupid talking points and say, here it is. We don't do that here. You know why my family, my parents, my grandparents, all of them, they're just like, they're exactly like you. And hey, I've been at the best institutions in the world as far as education. I got the best degrees and I finished at the, near the top of my class in every one of them. I went to Wall Street. I went everywhere and I always competed against the best at the best places. And here's what I learned. Uh, 
people I came from were smarter than these guys. You know why? They have common sense. Good values, decent folks, hardworking, just want to be left alone. Just want to be left alone. Raise patriotic kids, go serve in the military, do your duty, come back. Just do it. We're not special. We're as not special as you can possibly get. And that's one of the central core problems. The elites in this country, and it hasn't always been like this. It has not always been like this. You go to Harvard, you go to some of these institutions, you look at the War Memorial chapels and you see, no, it has not always been like this. It has not been like this. There was, there was a time after the Second World War, there was a time, and this, this has changed. It's changed radically. We have an elite in this country that's very detached from the values of this country. We have an elite in this country that um, has its own ideas about what this republic is. And guess what? It is not, <laughs> I know this is going to be shocking, lay your number two pencil down because you're not going to have to write this down. Um, it is not what our framers had in mind. And it's certainly not the country that was bequeathed to you in this current generation. It was not. But the number one fault and the number one problem, one of them, is they refuse to treat you like adults. And one of the purposes of the show is to make sure you have the information. You can make up your own mind. And one of the reasons they hate this show, and remember, we've been banned this show. And if you've watched it for the last four years and we kicked it off, what have, what have we said that was so awful you'd be banned off every, every platform? about the pandemic or about the mask or about the vaccine or about the election or about the economy and the debt in Ukraine and just go on Chinese Communist Party. You pick any topic, pick it. Let's go back and look at the footage. And I will match this up pound for pound collectively to all of them. BBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, NBC, Fox, all of it. We'll weigh and measure and see who was right and who was wrong. And what we do is provide that to people. And why has this show become so powerful? Because of the audience. And why has the audience become so powerful? Because now they actually have access to people that can work through the Financial Times of London or the Times of London or the great papers in Europe or the Guardian or the New York Times and the Washington Post and find the buried leads, what the reality is, and let you make up your own mind and let you come to your own political decisions. And what you will find out is your power will increase, and that does not set right with the people that control this country. And they are just not going to sit there like in 16. As I told people at the time, they're just not going to sit there and pat us on the head and say, this is terrific, this is great. Trump won and beat Hillary Clinton and beat the entire apparatus, the entire administrative state and the deep state and Wall Street and Silicon Valley and Hollywood. It's great. Isn't this a tremendous David versus Goliath? Isn't a great shaggy dog story? Isn't this a great uh, comeback? Isn't this Rudy? Isn't this political equivalent of Rudy? That this businessman who really didn't understand anything about government, that he won, the American people had his back against all odds. One, isn't that terrific? No. <laughs> That's not exactly what they said. Matt Taibbi, and hey, he ain't no friend of Andrew Breitbart or where we come from. He and Andrew were quite, I'm not saying enemies, but they did not see eye to eye back in the old days. 
Taibbi is the one breaking the story. Well, the CIA very early on, I think in March, I think it might have been 15, but certainly in 16, with foreign intelligence, Brennan, with foreign intelligence agencies, started, started monitoring Trump's people, 26 of them. 26 of them. 26 of them. That's how, that's how enthusiastic they were about Trump. And what you're seeing today in Kansas City is a little microcosm of that. There were a couple hours into this and this really won't walk through, even on a cursory basis, a rudimentary basis. And hey, police chief, Mrs. Police chief, we're not going to hold you to every detail. But man, you've been out there for a couple hours and you, you sound like you're not on top of things. And no, I'm not criticizing DEI. I'm just saying I'm not getting a warm fuzzy that you're on top of it. And oh, by the way, you can spare me the lectures. Because all I'm getting is a lecture. Just give me the facts. They sent him home today. You know they sent him home today in Congress? Because of you. You have told them, hey, we're not going to, you're not going to jam some FISA thing on some secret hearing. That's not going to wash. And we'll turf you out. You've put fear in them. There's not, from that crowd up there, when we get feedback, it's not feedback from the great mass of them. Oh, this is terrific. The show's great. And we really love the audience. Uh, that's not what they say. They hate this audience, just like they hate the Trump MAGA followers. There's been no group in American history, in American history, and anybody can try to prove me wrong and bring the receipts that has been demonized more than MAGA and the MAGA and the people wearing the red ball caps. Never, ever. Remember, Hillary Clinton, she didn't know they're even being recorded, but the very lead, it was in her speech. They wrote it. This is not something she's winging. She called you the deplorables. And we make fun of it, and people have done memes about it, and they sell swag around it. But hey, that was not meant as a compliment. In fact, it was meant as it's what they think of you. And after 2020, they tried to set an apartheid state. They tried to debank you. In fact, the Saturday Night Live guys were la laughing a couple of weeks ago. I got to play that. There's a couple of things I've committed to you guys to do. I've got to, we've done them. I just haven't played them. We haven't found time. It, it, uh, Colin, was it Yost, the guy that's the, married to the uh, movie star? He's sitting there as an anchor of the thing. He says, debanked. And he starts, he, he thinks it's a joke. And he starts, D this, D that. He doesn't realize that's, that actually happened, dude. That happens to the leader of this movement. It happened to Donald Trump. It happens to all the senior people. It's happened to me. It's happened to companies. And it's happened to tens of thousands, tens of thousands of MAGA people. Because they're trying to create apartheid, an apartheid state. That you're othered. The greatest surprise they've ever had is after they stole it the first time, they thought Trump, they thought you would wilt. They thought they had beaten Trump and they thought you would wilt. That you would just say, this is too hard. And they start putting those billboards up in Georgia. If you've seen anything, you remember it's like the Stasi in that great movie, German movie, The Lies of Others, where everybody's spying on each other, right? They thought they had you. They thought they broke you. They thought you were just going to consent. Thank God for the DNA of this country. Thank God for the cussedness of the American people, American people, American spirit. Thank God you spit right in their eye and said, hey, suck on this. We're not only not going to comply, <laughs> we ain't done yet because we run this country and we don't care what, how many miles of broken glass we have to crawl over. We're going to take this country back and we're on the verge of it.
and they know that. Uh, brother, the crazy guy, Jack Smith, just the thing, his thing. They're going crazy. You got finally, finally, Will is going to get turfed out tomorrow. She's corrupt as all get. Think of what they've done. This is what I say about Trump. I'm not trying to do it to compliment Trump. It has nothing to do with that. I consider myself a serious student of American history. And I think I have a track record. I got a pretty good feel for the directions of American history in the future and how you can, how you can help to make sure it goes down certain paths. Trump is the third great president of this country, along with General Washington and Abraham Lincoln. It's clearly the destiny of one man, like those two. The, de the, the destiny of one man, the republic's destiny is tied to that. And if they survive and if they go through what they have to do, their task and purpose, that the republic will go in a certain direction and each time go up a notch. That's Trump. That's Trump. Not just on the global stage, but also here in the United States because it's so far off track. Mike Adams says it, uh, or is it Scott Adams? Mike Adams is great, too, over at Natural News. I love that site. Love that guy. But Scott Adams is, is put together this tweet. Beatty's got it up at Revolver. And I'm going to try to we're gonna try to get him on the show because I want him to walk through the whole thing. He said, Trump, it was a systems failure. The entire system collapsed when Trump came in because Trump, not in the room, not in the deal. And I don't mean that some cute term. That's what it is. You're not in the room. In other words, unless you have standing. You're nothing. And they've treated you as nothing because nobody gave you standing. All these politicians and all this talk, and even Reagan in trying to do it, he was surrounded by the Bush guys almost immediately. And he did a great job, and he's a great president, a good man and a great president. But he ain't Trump. And I've studied Reagan. I was the official filmmaker for the Reagan Ranch for many years. I love President Reagan. Done a bunch of films about him. Really got into kind of politics by doing films about him. That's the the uh, inspiration he gave me, but hey, he ain't Trump. Trump's a whole different breed of cat because Trump is a populist and a nationalist. At the time, we needed populism and nationalism to go up the next level, and if Trump had not providentially come on the scene, we would be nowhere. We would be, we'd, it'd, be, it'd be something, but it wasn't going to be what it is, and that is President Trump got you in the room to essentially set the direction of the country in 2016 and then starting in 2017. And look at what they did. Look at the hate. Look at the madness. Look at the insanity to stop him and what they did and how they acted. The Trump derangement. Just look at it. Look at what you see, what you see. Don't take it from me. And look at it now. 700 years in prison. On Friday, they're going to, you know, the Moscow judge, the show trials, they're going to come up, they're going to strip him of his companies and they're going to try to take a couple of hundred million dollars of cash to break him. To break him, not just break him financially, try to break him as a person, try to break him as a man. They want to break him and they want to break him publicly. They want him to break. So great. When Rush Limbaugh first or saw President Trump after the election it was in Mar-a-Lago, I set the meeting up and Rush came up to him. I just wanted him and Rush to spend a couple hours with each other catching up on one of those beautiful things in February. I just remember before I left, I just spent a few minutes with him and get him a place to, to hang out at Mar-a-Lago and kind of relax. Um, Rush Limbaugh said to Trump, he said, never compromise because all they're going to do is just want you to be bipartisan and to compromise and all of it. And he says, all they want to do is break you. He says, you could get down on your knees to them and it won't be good enough. You represent everything to them that's reprehensible. Reprehensible, excuse me, reprehensible. And they will try to break you. And there's nothing you can do 
to mollify it. It's like nothing you can do, MAGA, deplorables, war room posse. There's nothing you can do to mollify these people. And that's just the way we like it. There's no compromise here. That's what people talk about, bipartisan, or people say, we've got to bring the country together. No. The people who have been the great presidents have actually, at the time, been dividers. It's only when their course of action is complete that the country goes up to the next level. Under their ideas. Don't think Lincoln was a divider. Study the history of the Civil War. We had a fight. Nobody questioned his legitimacy. The fight was over his legitimacy, over his winning the presidency. Trump is the same way. Trump is the third great president we've ever had in this country. And for Joe Scarborough and all those guys, when you were long forgotten and washed out of the pages of the current papers and magazines and forgotten the history, this will be known as the age of Trump. It's known as the age of Trump, not just simply because of President Trump, but also because of the people that had his back. That would be you. Lou Dobbs is next. We're back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're going to follow this. I'll be up probably on Getter and whatever Grace and Mo are putting up and think I ought to be. Make sure you go to our sponsor, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Support us, but particularly just get to know the people at Birch. You really ought to do that. you got to do that. we got all the free information up there. Also, CPAC. We need to see you at CPAC. CPAC.org slash worm. You get a ticket for under 100 bucks. If you live locally, and we're going to have this special kind of, I think if I can, we can pull it off, the team can pull it off. The Force Multiplier Academy. Plus, we've got so much else that's going on there. You're going to have a blast. That, I will guarantee you. Lou Dobbs is next. We'll be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. See you then. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon.com all one word warroomhealth.com use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment that's code warroom at checkout to save 67% do it again warroomhealth all one word warroomhealth.com go there today you need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.